everyone. Welcome to the Flexible Dieting Podcast. I am Dr. Kevin Brusini here with Austin Kiergaard and Dr. Joe Klemzeski. So, I know. I like the nice, um, There was a nice roll to that. I don't know where that came from either. That's how I'm gonna. That's how I'm gonna say his name from now on. <laughs> Can't even do it for my last name. But uh, <laughs> today, I'll extend. I'll extend the U and make it sound like an O. Brunacini. Hey, who's got the room today, right now? That's right, Austin. Are we? Oh, we just got scolded. Yeah, we did. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna okay. sit down and shut up. All right. Focus. <laughs> All right. So today's topic is going to be nutrition plans while traveling. So this is a pretty contentious scenario that we come across majority of clients, whether they're jump up, whether they're athletes, it's going to come up at, at some point and it's going to be a situation that we need to successfully navigate to hopefully prevent any downfall or any regression of, of their effort. So it's easy to want to talk about this behaviorally because that's where I tend to want to always jump into, but I have. I would prefer to keep this more on nutrition, tangible type of advice first, and then we can always do something on behavioral down the line. So I'll throw it to Austin first. And from a just from a very tangible conversation, what can you tell us what that conversation is like with clients of yours who they're going on away on a trip, they're planning ahead, and they're asking, what, what do I do about this? How do I plan my nutrition for two day, three day, whatever uh, time, whatever type of a trip they have coming up. Great question. Uh, I think both of you know, by now, after doing these podcasts with me, my first question is always background, 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 background. So are you driving somewhere or are you flying somewhere? Uh, is there, are you staying at a hotel? Are you staying at an Airbnb? Are you going to be going out to eat for like work conferences, like, like work meetings, that type of stuff, other lunch, like lunch and learns, like what, what's going on. So once I get that information, then I feel like I can give my suggestion. So I'll just kind of try to briefly touch on all of those. So if they're traveling, packing things that are easy and don't require a lot of meal prep. So to give tangible things here, I usually suggest like tuna packets, string cheese, uh, occasion like whey powder and stuff like that. But I get weary and people just depending on those too much. Uh, I'm still a believer of like, you can get fruits and vegetables in even when traveling. So even packing things like apples and oranges that are pretty easy to bring with you. Uh, you can take those and put those all in a cooler. It's not that difficult. You can get instant rice cups that you could realistically, if you wanted to just eat right out of the cup or heat them up, depending on how your digestive system handles that. So those are just a couple like quick things that I bring up. Now, if it's at an airport, they can still bring some of those foods with them, but airports nowadays, there's a lot of sit down places where you can, you know, order a, like a steak and a veggie or something like you can get something pretty healthy nowadays in some of these airports and some you cannot. So at least you've got those prepared snacks and those quick, ready to go things with you. And if you're going to travel for work and you're staying at maybe an Airbnb, well, you know, if you can fit it into your schedule and go to a grocery store and put some things in a fridge and kind of cook and still stay on your meal prep. The other thing, and Joe knows this about me, is if you've got this in the area that you're going to be in, and I always suggest doing research, meal prep stores are are just kind of booming and they're so popular right now. When Joe came out here, we went to a meal prep store, what, two or three times when he was here. And you can bring those with you and heat those up and still stay on track. So 
those are some tangible things to your point, Kevin. The the other thing, uh, I know we're staying on tangible things with food, but the one little, I guess, behavior thing is plan ahead, do your research, where are you staying, where are things going to be around, you know, that will set you up for future success. All these years, I've never realized you could utilize meal prep company, you know, like just buy like any fast food. I just, I never would have thought of that until now, but all those things, certainly I have done, especially when I was going through active weight loss and there was travel, there was, you know, it is a, it is a contentious time and, you know, understandably a nerve, a, a time where it can feel like a panic of how you're going to deal with this. Cause you want to do well, you want to stay on track, but you know, it's, it's just a lot of working parts. So I would be more curious from a, again, still from a focus of nutrition, but what might you suggest to those? What can they do from a nutrition structure, whether that's meal timing, meal frequency, meal setup, meal composition, if that needs to change. But what what does that conversation look like in that regard? Well, it's funny now that we're in the conversation, us three, it becomes quickly apparent you can't really bifurcate you know behavior with, with the actual food because your behavior dictates how you're going to set up your, your time with food. So I, I have to say, I go one of two directions and I try to get my clients in the same mindset because if you if you're going to be super 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 diligent and you want your exact food and your exact same meal plans and you just get you're just on this type A role where you're not going to deviate then you can even have meal prep companies deliver to that place. I have had, you know, clients say, "Yeah, I had my meal prep company I normally use just switch the address and they're delivering my meals to that hotel." Uh, I'm not <clears throat> that particular because I think I can get by with taking the foods I need. Uh, Austin mentioned a lot of food things you can get. W when I have traveled for longer periods of time, uh, I, I check it at the hotel and I immediately go to the grocery store and I get a bunch of food. Even if I don't have a lot of amenities, it's, I don't have a, a stove and that kind of thing. I can get by without that. I can eat beef jerky. I can have protein powder. I can eat rice cakes and granola and, and Greek yogurt and all those kind of things without needing a full kitchen. So what I like to do personally on a, on, on a behavioral note is always approach this trip as in I'm at least going to come back neutral. I'm not going to gain weight. And my clients the same. If this is a vacation, this is something that you want to enjoy, let's not try to lose weight. Let's just immediately change the, the goal. Let's move the, the, the bar. And now it, get, it frees me up to say, I'm going to eat breakfast in my hotel room. I'm going to have some granola, some Greek yogurt or protein powder because I don't want to go down you know, and get a, a full breakfast. I'm going to probably stay light with lunch where it's chicken breast salad, something like that. I may have a protein bar, granola bar during the day. That allows me then to go out and have dinner in a restaurant and, and be have a pretty nice full meal. I can have a glass of wine. I can have that steak, that baked potato, something like that. And if I'm just taking care of the early part of the day and allowing for one meal out, it works really, really well. But if I'm trying to pack in tons of food, it almost goes back to our point about intermittent fasting and sometimes in these spaces where we need to be a little bit more cognizant of scheduling, it's a little bit more nutrient dense one or two times of the day and that that allows me to be freer. So that's personally how I approach it. 
mindset first. What are our goals? Let's adjust to make sure we're doing that. And let's find a way to fit in some food that makes it socially more fun and aligned with that trip. And that is the Klemzeski method of dining out. Um, I can remember when I was kind of going through a reversal, so it's not necessarily the same context, but uh, at that time, you know, I was being more experimental with just eating out more frequently prior to where I was very just reserved and hesitant to want to do that just from a process standpoint um, for the fear of, you know, just not having any control. But the more that more of the conversations we had and just understanding that, you know, the structure of how to set up a day, yes, behavior comes, comes with it. Yes. Especially the more I've done it, the more confident I've become. It's been very helpful and very liberating to still have those health values met, but still be practical on what we're here for, what the trip may be about and just simply eat and enjoy others company. Um, so that it's, but it all starts with simply just doing it, having a plan and and taking it one bite at a time. But I'll throw it back to you, Austin, in this sense of, you know, imagine that we are, you're with a client. They have unfortunately not performed or done as well than they planned when it came to the trip and they've come back. I wouldn't say what, regardless of what the weight status would be, they just feel it's self-defeated. What would you suggest to them? that they do with their nutrition on that first day after a trip when they, yeah. When they, you're saying when they come back and things maybe just didn't go according to plan. Correct. Yeah. I try to let them not stress about it. Uh, that's probably one of the worst things somebody can do is just stress about that and just uh, be, beat themselves up and pit them, pick themselves apart. So I like to refocus the shift. Joe used kind of analogy, just moving the bar in a different direction. So we, you know, I try to encourage that. Like let's, let's just, if it's weight loss or, or whatever, like, let's not focus on weight loss for these next like two weeks. Let's focus on getting back to the healthier habits, getting back to doing what you were doing before. And then once we have you in those two weeks, just being consistent with that, then we can go back and reevaluate kind of the, the weight loss plan, but let's get you back to what you were doing before and not stress about the progress or, or, the events that happened when you were on vacation, because we're social beings, we're social creatures. So I understand that it's challenging for a lot of people socially to just be like, Hey, I can't go out to eat with you because I'm on a diet, nor should I, or nor do I try to encourage that. I want people to be present in the moment. I just try to have that conversation. Can we, can we find balance? Can we make healthier choices when we're going out to eat? Can we, you know, go to a steakhouse versus going to this place? So there's, you know, just more options to make better choices. And, and if the answer is no, and it's just, it was just very challenging, then that's, that's fine. Let's, let's focus on what we can control now and let's reestablish those habits. And then once we do that after a couple of weeks, then let's make those adjustments, but don't, uh, don't stress about the, what's going on right now. Let's, let's focus and readjust. Absolutely. And I know I'm sure your conversation is very similar, Joe, and I I know mine are for my for myself in particular, but for for clients, you know, it is a matter of you know not giving any credence to that self self shame or guilt of what has occurred. Of course, it's it's bound to happen whether it was planned or unplanned. It's it's going to happen where we're we don't perform at our best. It's an opportunity to learn from that and then you know take the proaction to 
do better next time, whatever that is, whether it's from a behavioral setup uh, of the environment or if it's just purely nutrition and understanding those boundaries of what trigger foods may be may be available, et cetera. So there's, there is working parts to it that is a process to understanding and mastering and just becoming, becoming more comfortable with doing so. I like what you just said about, you know, you and Austin both don't make this about shame. And I think that starts on the front end. There are some vacations where you want to say, look, dude, I expect you to gain a little weight. You're going to the Caribbean islands with your family. You're going to Disney world, like go have some fun don't eat like an asshole the whole time. Like, just like, like try to do well most of the time, but let's not worry about it. If your normal vacation is usually a 10 pound gain, I'm happy with two. And I've done that. I literally won my bodybuilding pro card two weeks after a two week vacation. And on that two week vacation, I ate nothing but chicken breast salads, lunch, chicken breast salad, dinner, chicken breast salad. And my snacks in between were protein shakes and oatmeal. Like, And I did that. I had a great vacation with my family and I lost two pounds of body fat a week. I've also gained weight on trips because that was just what was going to happen. I wasn't going to force myself to try to be perfect on vacation. And clients need to have that mindset as well. I'm going to do as well as I can, but it's vacation. I can I can get back to work when I get home. And one last thing to add, don't forget about activity. It's okay. To to Joe's point, don't eat like an asshole. Stay active too. That's important. Yep. And a lot of vacations are like that. I I just my last vacation, we we were trail biking in the Redwood Mountains. One day we we walked 13 miles around downtown Portland. So it was okay that we had voodoo donuts in Portland a couple mornings and things like that. Like, I mean, we were, you know, it was an active vacation. So good point. Usually I'm the opposite. In the past, I would be so concerned about how to exercise on a trip. Now it's just, if I'm active from, for just like those recreational activities, fine. You know, I don't mind that, but deliberate exercise me, I'm fine to take the, the three days, whatever it would be. I just don't sweat that uh, as much like the nutrition. It just has become more natural, more automatic, the more you have done it, uh, which in closing, it's like anything else in this pursuit. It becomes easier the more you do it, the more confident you feel, but you have to embrace those circumstances and scenarios and learn from them. And the buck starts with the mindsets, of course, the behaviors of how of how you have it set up. And hopefully it's in congruent with the nutrition, your health values of which you'll follow through with ease, with grace. And with confidence over time. So we'll end it there for today, fellas. So thank you both for for your responses. But this is the Flexible Dieting Podcast. We'll talk to you all again.